0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, JOY. Keep JOY on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate.
1: Head to joy.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Heads Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on JOY 94.9.
0: Hello, Joyces, and welcome to this week's edition of Joy's very own show about pets. Pets allowed. I'm Sam, and today I'm joined in the studio by the lovely Kate Holter. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> and the lovely Sam, I should <laughs> <started>. say.
1: <laughs>
2: welcome back. It's been a while since you've been on the show. Oh my god, I know it certainly has. I'm, I might be a bit rusty now. I'll be fine. It's we'll, we'll make great it. Tr- we'll make it through together. We will, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It's Great to be back. And it's Friday, and it's all awesome. So. That's the good part. Yeah. <laughs> And today we're talking about assistance dogs. Mm. So assistance dogs open the door to freedom and independence for their owners, helping them with everyday tasks as simple as opening and closing doors, retrieving dropped objects and alerting um, them through barking in emergencies. Their wagging tails and unconditional love also helps relieve uh, socialisation for these people in need, providing physical and emotional support um, for their owner throughout their working life. October has been dognapped by the Talented Assistance Dog Australia Super Pups and has been renamed Dog... dogtober a fundraising and awareness month for assistance dogs australia
0: today on pets aloud in celebration of dogtober we are featuring the great work of assistance dogs in providing much needed companionship and support to people in need so today we want to know do you have someone in your life who has an assistance dog or perhaps you have one yourself as we're celebrating the great work of assistance dogs throughout today's show we actually want to hear from you as well
2: Pets allowed. Have your say. Email now on air at joy.org.au. Don't
0: forget you can also SMS us on air on 0427 JOY 949 or email on air at joy.org.au. But also
2: coming up on the show, owner of Archie and former adoption dog from the shelter... Ruby. Uh, Jackie joins us in the studio to talk about their roles as assistance dogs.
0: Assistance Dogs Australia CEO Richard Lord talks to us about the work of assistance dogs and will tell us a bit about what's happening during October.
2: And it is gearing up to be another beautiful weekend in Melbourne. So this weekend, the team from the Lost Dogs Home will be going along to a number of animal-friendly events. Actually, it's a huge weekend for it's the home. Massive. <laughs> we've got some more events than I think we've ever had in one weekend. So we're going to give you um, an update on all those events and hopefully they're happening near you. Mm. The Pets Allowed News Wrap. A look at the news of the week.
1: From the lost dogs home.
0: Now we only have one news item today, and Kate, do you want to give us a bit of an overview of um, yeah what happened this week at the home? Mm. Yeah, we had um, a visit from uh, Box Hill
2: students, mm. um, which is they actually have been in before, and it's really great to have them at the home. Um, and you know they're pursuing a career in animal welfare, and obviously that requires a great deal of commitment, patience, and of course a great love of animals as well. Ab- understandably, so yes, yeah, yeah. and I would say some resilience and emotional strength. Yeah, Absolutely, is, is quite needed. so you know it's and I think having the opportunity to come into a shelter and see firsthand um, the work that we do is is, is of great benefit and they certainly really appreciate it. So these um, students were doing their Certificate for and Companion Animal Services uh, and as part of the visit um, to the home, um, they came in and they helped provide some enrichment and care for our animals awaiting adoption. Um, and
0: I think they also got to handle some cats as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was um, it was really good because um, myself and Kristen, who listeners would know, does presenting on the show as yeah. well, um, went down and actually talked to some of the students as they came in to kind of just get a bit of an understanding of why they wanted to pursue a career with animals and yeah. why particularly they were wanting to do this um, particular course. And it was really interesting because everyone had a different answer of where they wanted to go, but the one common thing that they had was that every single one of them just had this great love of yeah, animals. Yeah, absolutely great care of animals and seeing them with the cats was just yeah was yep. really good because they're providing the enrichment and you know playing, playing with the with toys and that type yeah. of things. so yeah. you know they seem to really enjoy it it was great yeah
2: and i think our staff and some of our you know who see them in in the home as well enjoy sort of showing them or, or working with them as well so mm. it's um you know it's and i think it's, you know it's a fabulous opportunity as a community organization that the home is that we that we help and support other people in the community or students
0: like those from box hill going into um the animal welfare sector absolutely know? I think um, it just adds a completely, you know, even if they're wanting to go to maybe more of a zoo environment or yeah. that type of thing, just having that understanding of animal welfare and, yeah. and the shelter environment with someone like the home just provides a really nice, well-rounded That's right. um, approach. But yeah. Some of the challenges that we face and, mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, they'll also
2: go out to be really great advocates of, you know, responsible pen ownership. And, Absolutely. The, and, and of course, adoption. It's always like
0: the more adopt, people adopt, that come adopt. in and, 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 <laughs>
2: and see why it's the most brilliant thing to
0: adopt a dog or a cat from the home, yeah. the better I think. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all know here, that yeah adoption animals make the best pets and that's just (laughs) (laughs) that's our opinion so absolutely Um, you can yeah (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, so yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> thanks, Anne. So you can see,
2: um, I think we've got some um, information and some photos of the students uh, yeah. on, on our website um,
0: who are participating in the course. And if you go to dogshome.com, you'll be able to see that there. No, it's a it's a good sort of little overview. So thank you to the students for coming in yeah. and also for letting us interview you this week. We really did appreciate it. And they probably didn't count on that. They thought we were just going to be
2: talking <laughs> to animals, but they had to talk to <laughs> us as
0: well. <laughs> now we're going to draw up the curtain on this week's Pet of the Week.
1: This week's Pet of
3: the Week. So this
0: is Violet, who's an 11th month old Staffy Cross. Now, she is a very beautiful girl who's a little bit shy when you first meet her, but she is a, actually a perfect match for an active owner, and she's a very smart girl with a lot of love to give. I saw her this week, and she's just like the energizer bunny. She oh, just yeah. goes and goes and goes and goes and goes because and Staffy. doesn't get tired. <laughs> yeah. I think she's a... Um, I'm to remember what she's crossed with, like a collie.
2: Yeah, she's, she's quite slim. Like, she's not squat and no. stocky
0: like a staffie. She's almost like she's got a bit of Kelpie or working yeah. dog in her. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I, the, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah.
2: yeah, she's got the brindle of mm-hmm. a staffy, but um, she's, yeah, she's much... Uh,
0: finer informed than an yeah. animal staffy, an English staffy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. she does have a lot of energy. And she, when she did come into the home, she was very shy of meeting new people. And she has spent time with our behaviour team to actually overcome that. And we saw her this week. She's actually um, a lot more comfortable with people now than when she came in. And the other good thing is is that she's actually a really social dog. She loves yeah. other dogs. She loves playing with them and spending time with them. So she's the perfect dog for somebody who's looking to get a second dog, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for their home because because she's just so friendly and outgoing. So, yeah, really, really lovely dog. <laughs> that, that's well, She sounds good. I must go and meet her because I, yeah, I haven't been down
2: this week. <laughs> um, so But because she's been through our behaviour rehabilitation program, you will need to have a chat to someone at the home uh, to call our North Melbourne shelter on 93292755 to arrange um, an appointment to meet her. Mm-hmm. Um, that just gives you us the opportunity to have chat through some of perhaps the challenges and things that you're probably... Yeah, you know, ongoing training. So quite often, you know, what we need you to do is understand what she's been through but also continue that training and support in, in, in her new home absolutely uh, and if you missed her ID number uh, or you just want further information on how to adopt and look uh, look for Violet on the lost Dogs home website.com her ID number is 997047 I'm glad you picked that up because I completely
0: missed that yeah, that's okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but as always you're more than welcome um, our staff are happy to chat through um, about any of our dogs or cats mm. for adoption on, at North Melbourne So, and we're at number two Crazy Street in North Melbourne for those who don't know yeah. and again the number nine. Three two nine two seven double five.
0: Yeah, and if Violet's not the right dog for you, we have a lot of beautiful large dogs, little dogs, all sorts available for adoption at the yeah, moment. Yeah, so. quite a lot of large dogs, medium-sized yeah, to large
2: dogs absolutely. at the moment. So we'd love to, and some long is there. So you know, <laughs> Chico, <laughs> Chico, yes. Um, yeah, no, there really are some great dogs. So if mm. you are considering, and there's a beautiful weekend this
0: weekend, why not come in and, and have a look? Absolutely, yeah. and you know, if if you're wanting to sort of test your dog with another dog, bring bring your dog down yeah, as that, well. That's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So so for many people with special needs, an assistance dog brings independence, socialisation and most importantly, unconditional love and companionship. Coming up, we're going to talk to Jackie Raymond about her assistance dogs, Ruby and Archie. That's allowed. Enjoy 94.9. Assistance dogs provide much needed friendship and support to a range of people. And joining us in the studio is the lovely
2: Jackie, uh, the owner of assistance dog Archie and assistance dog in training and ex-LDH dog Ruby. Uh, Jackie, thank you for joining us today. Thanks Kate and Sam, happy Dogtober. Happy (laughs) Dogtober to you you too. Absolutely. Um, So you have Archie and Ruby, can you tell us a little bit about them?
1: Sure, I always love talking about you, my, my dogs yes. yeah, <laughs> yep. um, So Archie is an 11 year old Mostly Labrador So yeah, love he's labs. a beautiful boy With mm-hmm. chocolate brown eyes Yeah, he's a good boy He's actually an official good boy We can get to that in a moment And um, Ruby has just turned two And she is a um, Spoodle mm-hmm. And we know that from her microchip From the Lost Dogs, dog's home. home Yeah, so and she's I think technically and an apricot spoodle. Yeah. She's cream with apricot ears. Oh, wow. She'd be interesting to look at. She's a pretty girl. Yeah. She is a pretty girl. <laughs> yeah, she's confident of her prettiness. They seem to know, don't they? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's it.
0: Now, Archie's trained as an assistance dog. Can you tell us a little bit about um, his role
1: as an assistance dog and what he what he does, essentially? Sure. And uh, I think to explain what Archie does, I may need to just briefly explain what I do. Yeah, and yeah. how we work together yeah, as a yeah. team. So, um, my base training is as a speech pathologist, and I have a master's degree in public health and enjoy um, working across the spectrum. Of disorders so my primary interest is with um, neurological conditions so acquired neurology so I work with adults and with children who have communication problems and Archie is my assistant at dogs. so he he's not a pet um, when we work together he works as my assistant in therapy different to a visiting pet mm-hmm. where that's about companionship and coming in as a pet mm-hmm. whereas um, yes Archie is a therapy assistant hmm. dog yeah so yeah i can give you further examples of that if you like
2: yeah yeah i think uh we spoke not long actually after you got ruby um and um i think we we talked a little bit about um that assistance and um and how archie'd been I mean, obviously he'd been working for quite some time and and you described the effect because ruby went in and visited your father-in-law who was in palliative care at that time and she just seemed to know she just she just had an innate sense of what to do and the effect on on the people in there sure it was and and she's in training, so I guess this is my long-winded way of <laughs> <asking>. <laughs> can you can you tell us a little bit more what's involved with with training and obviously, I guess Ruby had that innate sort of and do they have yeah. that innate sense of what mm. to do some dogs
1: better at others. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting story, yeah, actually. Yeah. So, I've been working in speech pathology for a long time, for yeah. 18 years now, but um, the last two years, Archie and I have been working together as a team mm-hmm. with animal assisted intervention, so therapeutic, goal-oriented type behaviour. And um, But I really wanted a second member of our team, mm-hmm. so we'd been waiting for a while to get the right dog. And when Ruby came up for adoption at the Lost Dogs Home, um, I booked an appointment and took Archie in with me because of course they had to, if Archie had the final vote
0: (laughs) on whether Ruby was the right
1: dog for for our team and um, so we booked an appointment, I took Archie in and they were friends at first sight and Archie's a big boy so if he doesn't like someone we will know, like Mm, mm. dogs have their own personalities just like people do Mm -hmm. and some people are best friends, some dogs click and some dogs don't so it's lovely to know that um, going into the Lost Dogs Home and having that support, it was perfect. We greeted Ruby, they hit it off straight away and we did all the adoption process which was much easier actually really thorough but much easier than I thought it would yeah. be oh, so it good. was a really positive experience actually. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway we came home, I was driving home with Archie and Ruby in the car and my father in law unfortunately was in palliative care and was passing away In and he knew we were adopting Ruby so mm-hmm. I drove home home with Ruby and Archie and called into the palliative care facility where he was and had permission to bring the dogs in and Ken had particularly asked to see Ruby so we I took the two dogs in I wasn't worried at all I knew Ruby I knew Archie would be fine and I just hoped (laughs) that Ruby would follow suit Mm. because this was her first day out of Dale yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's not. out of the shelter, so you really. Yeah, I'm not... sorry, it's not. Dale. She's actually she was but treated had... beautifully, but this was her yeah. first day yeah. with new people in a new environment, yeah. and, and so we had stepped no idea us. Of her background. Not yeah, so I wasn't yeah. sure, but I knew I could manage her with Archie. So, and it went off beautifully. So Ken was delighted at a big cuddle, and it was just it was a really lovely visit. And so as I was walking out of the facility, I thought, phew, that's gone well. And I hear these footsteps come behind me. Excuse me, excuse me, and I thought oh no, that's it, I'm busted, I've done something wrong. And it turned out to be um, a a relative of another person in there and so she asked me, can you please come and see my mum Trish, she loves dogs, it would mean the world. And so Ruby, Archie and I went in and visited Trish and she had a big Mm -hmm. hug again, exited the facility and again, excuse me lady excuse me and I thought oh no, now I'm really in trouble because I've gone into someone else's room. (laughs) But no, we had permission for it all and um, yeah, went in and met Annie and she she was very close to passing away and I have permission to, their permission of course Mm-mm. to talk about this but she had been a volunteer for an animal shelter for about 10 years mm. and, was, and dogs and it meant a lot to her and they? rehabilitating dogs yeah. was important so Ruby cuddled up had a snuggle and and settled right down yeah laid her head on Annie's chest and yeah we had a really lovely visit and everyone cried, but Annie could talk about her life and what it mm. meant to her. It transformed a really sad time into actually mm. a beautiful passing. And, yeah, I yeah, went back three times to see Annie and her family have written to me. It just, it changed yeah. Yeah. their memories of Annie's passing. Yeah. So that was Ruby's first day before she even got home. <laughs> it's such a lovely story. I remember you telling it to me on the phone yeah, yeah. When,
0: when we were talking originally. And, yeah, I just fell in love with it. So thank you so much for sharing that. it's really yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. It's really, yeah. So thank you. I guess we.
1: Sorry, we didn't get into more assistance.
2: Yeah. I guess, yeah, assistance dogs. Um, but I think we're kind of at the time. We thank you, yeah. Jackie, for Can for we, coming
0: in. We'll have to have you back in again yeah, yeah. to tell us sure. more stories because you've got such a wealth of experience across it. So you know, it's um it's been really lovely having you in to share that you know just that story, and I know sure. you've got
2: so many more. It just brings an insight into you know I think just how important dogs are, or how special they are and what they can bring to people in terms of assistance and
1: also Mm. in as as support dogs there's lots of lovely stories of yeah yeah, people regaining their confidence in communication with Mm. animals yeah Yeah, so it's been a pleasure absolute pleasure talking to you thank you thank you and happy (laughs) dogtober happy dogtober to you you too thank
0: you now up next assistance dog australia ceo richard lord will be talking to us about assistance dog australia and the work they do assistance dogs provide freedom and independence
2: to people with disabilities trained to perform specific tasks to help their teammate assistance dogs can help in a range of tasks from retrieving dropped items through to helping their owner gain greater freedom and independence in in the wider world above all though they give great companionship and unconditional love
0: october is dogtober which is all about raising awareness about assistance dogs assistance dog australia and the great way that sorry, the great work that they do. Joining us to talk about Assistance Dogs and October is Richard Lord, CEO of Assistance Dogs Australia. Richard, thank you for joining us today on Pets Aloud.
3: Oh, good afternoon and thanks for having us.
0: It's our pleasure. Now, Assistance Dogs Australia has been in operation since 1996. Can you tell us a bit about the history of the organisation and what it does?
3: Yeah, certainly. And just about to celebrate our 20th year next year. And it all started when the Hanrob Pet Care Centre here in Sydney gave a black Labrador to the local special education school known as Sylvanvale. And they noticed what a difference this black lab bed made to the young children with intellectual disabilities. It was fantastic for their confidence and their vocabulary. And they used to take the dog on excursions down to the local Big Westfield. And they loved it when people actually came up and then started chatting to them for a change, which is a big difference. So um, so the big family who ran Henrob uh, saw this and they were not long after at a uh, kennels convention in the US where they met uh, canine companions for independence who'd already been going about 20 years at that stage. And uh, they got to meet them and see their facilities and they suggested that um, if they'd like to set one up in Australia, they'd be happy to do it. So uh, the Biggs have sent their son, Andrew, over to the States. He spent about six months there learning how to train assistance dogs and so forth and came back. And uh, with his parents' help, they set up the charity. Oh,
2: wow. That's, that's fantastic. And I think... Um, I mean, another bigs has actually done some work at the lost dogs home helping us with some of our facilities gavin who does a great job as well so
3: yeah well that's right that's that's the other son so yeah so since then we started off training dogs to help people with physical disabilities so they're people who either born with a developmental disability like cerebral palsy yep. or someone who's had a traumatic traumatic accident and ended up requiring a wheelchair to get around so uh, you <laughs> in that regard, the dog was uh, an extra pair of hands, so it could pick up your dropped items like your mobile or your phone, it could open and close doors around the house be it the back door, the sliding door or even the fridge door and, and open that oh. and get your drink out for you <laughs> and out on the street it could jump up and press the button at the traffic lights for you, they can open your front loading washing machine and unload it, so they're, as I said, an extra pair of hands, but they're also taught to bark on command so uh, you're all your neighbours know that if you hear, your, hear my dog barking, come in and see me there because there could be something wrong. So mm. that's the safety device. But they're also trained to find your mobile or your cordless phone so you can ring for help as well.
2: That's amazing. Like I, I can't I can't even get my head around that they can do so much. I mean, they do more than my teenage son does assisting <laughs> me. So it's um, <laughs> amazing. So obviously to, to be able to um, do all those tasks, that must take uh, an immense amount of training um, and, and time and effort to do that. Can you talk us through some of that the, the, the process of training and how you get them to that level of assistance.
3: Yeah, certainly. Well, we get the pups in at about eight weeks of age and then they go out with either volunteer puppy raisers in the community, individuals and families who've got the uh, time and the enthusiasm and, of course, the courage to give the dogs back after 12 months. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> um, but we also run a, a number of pups in prison programs where the inmates at selected mm. prisons uh, have do that original training for us as well. And I was... Uh, just up in Queensland yesterday with uh, our Ambassador Tim McCallum at the Southern Queensland Prison, uh, congratulating all the guys there for the great work they've been doing. But yeah, the the training with the uh, volunteers goes for about 12 months. Of course they come and see us every week or every second week Mm. and our professional trainers take them through the uh, fairly rigid training manual. And it's all about just training the dogs to be, you know, good obedience and uh, having the right temperament and getting used to all sorts of things that they could run into in the community. So lots of socialisation activities, you know, going to shopping centres, getting on all forms of public transport, going to the footy, going down the beach, going uh-huh. up all the local streets, just yes. getting used to everything you could run into. And, and you've got to think about, you know, simple things like flooring. You know, the dogs has yeah. got to be used to everything from carpet, wood, check metal, drains and ditches and everything yeah. they could possibly yeah. run into. And, you know, things like black marble, that if some dogs haven't seen it before, they, they find it, uh, you know, a yeah. bit confronting. Mm-hmm. So. And it's part endless. of the training is also about all the different noises they could run into, be it, um, you know, backfiring buses... <laughs> Uh, skateboarders, bad buskers on the street, all <laughs> those sorts of noises they could run into, uh, as well as, you know, unfamiliar sights. Um, you know, Santa Claus can be confronting if you've never seen one before. And, Most of um, And, yeah. you know, other people dressed up and so forth. So uh, it's all about just getting as many experiences uh, for the, the dog during that uh, early stage of training. And when they're about 14 months, they come back to our National Training Centre where our professional trainers Work with them uh, seven days a week, and again doing more of the higher end tasks, yeah. and maybe picking up items, pressing buttons, unloading mm-hmm. washing machines, that sort of things, which hitting light switches, but also some of the other simple tasks. So we talked about the dogs for people in wheelchairs, but in recent years we're now helping uh, kids with autism, families with kids with autism. We're also helping um, ex-service or servicemen and emergency personnel with the dogs for. PTSD or post-traumatic stress syndrome and uh, next week we're about to launch our uh, new pilot program with Hammond Care and uh, we're going to be providing uh, dogs for couples where one has on early onset dementia mm-hmm. so uh, we've got the first two of those dogs being placed next week in Victoria so we're really looking forward to that so there's a range of other tasks that those dogs are, uh, are taught to do but some of that Some of the sort of um, skills that dogs have uh, are inherent, you know, they're that sixth sense that dogs have where if you're in a stressful situation, you've got PTSD and you're feeling a bit stressed, the the dog will just come in and snuggle into you and, uh, you know, give Mm. you the opportunity to give them a pat and uh, relieve some of that stress and tension you may have. So uh, it's quite amazing.
0: Yeah, so it is quite fairly robust. Joy 94.9 is proud to be the voice of the LGBTI communities, and we'd love to hear from you. It's time for our annual listener survey, so head to the Joy website and let us know what you love about the station and your presenters. Complete the survey, and you'll go into the draw to win a night for two at Joy Supporter Crown Metropole, including breakfast and valet parking, worth over $500. Head to joy.org.au and have your say. Hurry, survey closes end of October. Joy 94.9, your voice, your radio station. Before the break, we were talking to Assistance Dogs Australia CEO Richard Lord about the organisation and how assistance dogs increase independence, reduce reliance on human caregivers and act as a great icebreaker helping to calm so- social isolation. Thanks, Richard, for, taking, uh, for
2: staying on the line. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, no problem.
2: I can imagine that you would hear a lot of stories about the relationships between um, people and their assistance dogs, and um, I'm sure there's some very, very strong bonds. Can you tell us some of your favourites or one of your favourites?
3: Yeah, well, it certainly is a, a strong bond, and that's the, uh, the animal-human bond which we work on from puppies so that the dog are just concentrating on their owner. And, um, you know, we've had these uh, opportunities or instances where I remember... One guy was a fairly uh, severely disabled young man, and um, one night in the, in the early morning, uh, about 2 a.m. I think, he, he was he was choking, and his dog realised this and ran off uh, to a couple of bedrooms away and woke the parents and uh, got him to come and, uh, and save him. So there's sorts of things you can't train for, but uh, these dogs can pick up that sort of uh, emergency situation and get help. Yeah. Now, now so, um,
0: October is Dogtober, which is your annual awareness month for Assistance Dogs Australia. Can you tell us a little bit about about Dogtober and what's happening to mark this o- occasion this year?
3: All right. Well, this has been about our seventh year of Dogtober, and hmm. it's all about uh, allowing uh, people in the community to uh, organise their own event or their own fundraiser to help Assistance Dogs Australia. So. Uh, People have, um, you know, done things like, um, in fact, at the prison yesterday, they were telling me they've, they've baked over 15,000 pup cakes
2: oh. <laughs> and they're going to
3: sell, sell those uh, around the place and raise money for them and they've got great little dog bone designs and other things. Mm, but, good idea. Uh, you know, other people other people have done, um, oh, we've had a swimming club do the dog paddle and raise the money <laughs> for us. We've had the, a bowls club do the dog bowl and they've raised money that way. We've had companies to Do um, hot dogs for lunch. We even had one couple a couple of years ago who uh, who got married during Dogtober. So instead of their nuptials, they had their puptuals,
1: <laughs> and uh,
3: they they had all their gifts, uh, you know, given to assistance dogs, or you know, instead of a gift please donate to assistance dogs. So that was absolutely marvellous. So, yeah, people all over Australia doing things with their local dog club or their, or just their mates down at the local dog park raising a few dollars for us. And, uh, yeah, the, the pup cake seems to be a, a good idea. A number of people have done that sort of thing. So it's just a fun fun opportunity for schools and individuals and businesses to come up with their own idea and uh, and raise a few dollars for assistance dogs.
2: Well, that's great. Well, you've given us some really good ideas, Richard. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, and uh, we'll, uh, and we, look, we really appreciate you um, joining us today on Pets Alar. We've um, um, enjoyed hearing more about assistance dogs and the fantastic work you do. Um, and if people want to find out more about assistance dogs and, I guess, maybe the recipe for pup cakes or uh, some other ideas on how they can raise uh, money for assistance dogs during um pu- Dogtober, you can visit the website at assistancedogs.org.au to find out more about Dogtober and what
0: you can do to help. So thank you for um, joining us on the phone.
3: Oh, my pleasure. And there's also a Dogtober website. Oh, oh you're right. Dogtober.org.au and, and people can see what's happening there or our Facebook page, which is Assistance Dogs Australia as well.
0: No, thank, thank you, you very much, Richard. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today, Richard.
3: Oh, My pleasure and thanks very much to you guys for your interest in uh, Systems Dogs Australia. It's
2: our pleasure. Have a good day. It's looking like we're going to have another beautiful weekend coming up this weekend. So it's going to be jam-packed for events for for pet owners. Certainly the Lost Dogs Home is out and about with um, attending several events. So up next we're going to give you the lowdown on what events are happening around Melbourne this weekend.
0: It's looking like we're going to have another glorious weekend in Victoria this weekend. And if you're looking to make the most of the weather with your beloved canine companion, there are a few events happening this weekend to keep you entertained. It certainly are. And the first one we want to speak about is Brimbo, Brimbank. Actually, not Brimbo. Brimbank Animal Expo, which is
2: happening uh, this Saturday, the 10th of October, from 10am to 2pm. It is at the Westvale Community Centre, uh, 45 Kings Road in St Albans. The Brimbank Animal Expo is a popular event for pet owners and animal lovers. This year's event promises to deliver to deliver, as usual, a jam-packed program of interactive demonstrations and great advice for you and your pet. Um, To find out more, you can visit Brimbank City Council at brimbank.vic.gov.au.
0: The other event happening on Saturday for those of you living in the eastern suburbs is the City of Casey Microchipping Day, which is on between 9.30 and 12.30 this Saturday, which will be held at the Lost Dogs Home Cranbourne Shelter or... Yeah, at 920 Thompson Roads, Cranbourne West. Now we often talk about the importance of microchipping your pet on Pets Allowed. Uh, if your pet becomes lost, having them microchipped is actually one of the best ways to ensure they're reuni- that you are reunited with them once they are found. Um, this the microchipping event is a great opportunity to also ensure that your contact details are correct because if they're not up to date shelters can't get in touch with you once your pet is found um so if you have been putting off microchipping your pet or have a pet that needs microchipping this is the event for you microchips will cost 25 dollars per animal and to find out more visit casey.vic.gov.au and i think you also need to pre-book yes, before you do, going along normally. so if yep. you are interested in going perhaps check that out today yeah. and book
2: it's probably best that you book but i think you they probably will, I think they might charge $5 more if you walk in on the day and, they, and want your pet microchip,
0: but they, yeah. they could do it, but it's yeah. best to book. So. Yeah, it's best to book ahead.
2: Yeah. Um, next event we're going to talk about is Frankston Pets Day Out, which is happening on Sunday, October the 11th from 10am to 3pm. This is one that I've actually attended many times and it's been going for a long time. It's it's a fantastic and it's quite a well-established big event. It's lots of fun. It's at Bellum Park, Cranburn Road in Frankston. Uh, it's a treat for your pet and your whole family. It's a fantastic day of entertainment and giveaways. There is a, a big range activities there, such as the Victorian Flyball competition, Um, that is really exciting to watch, these dogs are amazing what they do you can do doggy makeovers um, personal training sessions with your dog there's a pet photo booth, there's so much more you can do, but you know, don't forget to visit us, the Lost Dogs Home and National Pet Register we'll we'll be there and we've been there several times we'll be be again providing Mm -hmm. discount microchipping at that event and I think we'll probably be doing chip checker as well, so you can take your dog along, um, if you want to get your microchip quickly scanned and checked um, one, that it's working, which most of the time they are but more importantly too, that your details are up to date, we can help you with that. Um, again, uh, if you want to book to have your pet microchipped, um, you can go to Frankston City Council website. No, bookings are essential. You can go to the National Pet Register yep. website and you can go to the com website. We'll point you in the right direction from there. Absolutely. But if you want to find out more about um, Frankston's Pet Day Out, go
0: to the Frankston Council website at frankston.vic.gov.au. And the last of a jam-packed weekend of events <laughs> um, for those of you living out in the western suburbs is the williamstown dog day in dog town which will be on from 10 till 4 this sunday at commonwealth reserve nelson place williamstown now this is a free pet event for all melbourne all Mel- pet lovers in Melbourne's West not Melbourne lovers in pets West um, <laughs> this, um, it, it, there'll be heaps of activities for the family and their beloved pets there'll be a big stage program pet parade competition pet products on display discount microchipping um, and it's just gearing up to be a great event I'm popping along to this one this weekend mm-hmm. so it is yeah this is one that I am looking forward to in Williamstown it's lovely and there will be there isn't any microchipping at this event but there is chip checker so if you're out in the western suburbs and you're wanting to make yeah. sure that your details are up to date and everything, yeah. this might be the event for you. Right. Um, so yeah, just come down and say hello to us at any of those We'd events. I'd love to see you. I mm-hmm.
2: think you and Sharon's going to be there from the home all yep. day. Um, I've attended this
0: event too in the past.
2: It's yep. a really fantastic event. Yep. So yep. look, any information about the home identification we're happy to ask. So, mm. if, But if you've missed any of the details that we've just read out about all these events, because there's so many, you can go to our website
0: at dogshome.com for more information. That's right. Now I can't make event- these events on the weekend. Don't worry, up next is dog dates where we're keeping you up to date with some more animal friendly and animal themed (laughs) events happening around melbourne
1: your pets community calendar this is
0: dog dates We chatted about the pet-themed and pet-friendly events happening this weekend in Melbourne, but there are actually lots more events coming up during October for those of you who like to plan ahead. It's the event season, isn't it? It (laughs) certainly is. Now, the first one is the Spring Fling Festival. So, the 38th Spring Fling Festival. Wow, that's going to be fun to say on on an (laughs) ongoing basis. It's coming up on Sunday, October 18, which is Sunday Week, a key community and cultural highlight on the Melbourne events calendar. The Spring Fling Festival is an annual festival which celebrates North and West Melbourne as a connective and creative community. Now, the Lost Dogs Home is going to be there on that weekend as well. So if you live around North Melbourne or perhaps you're checking out the Queen Vic Markets and want to explore a little bit more, maybe come down um, and say hello. It's on between 11 and 6pm at Victoria and Errol Streets, North Melbourne. And more information about the festival, you can visit their website at springflingfestival.org.au. Dog Date 2 is the Greyhound Adoption Program Adoption Day.
2: Um, Greyhound Adoption Program, or GAP for short, is holding another of their special Adoption Days on Sunday, October the 18th, with 70 greyhounds available for adoption, so which is amazing. Uh, so many greyhounds. But yeah, it, a really, really worthwhile, especially in recent
0: it times. It is a great event. I did yeah. go to one earlier in the year and, you know, it, it is so well yeah, received. Worthwhile. And greyhounds make the best pets. They're,
2: they're lo- lovely, lovely dogs. So come along and meet some of these wonderful greyhounds um, ready for adoption and chat to the team at GAP about greyhounds Um, in general or those looking for a new home. If you're not ready to adopt, don't worry. The GAP team would still love to see you uh, on the day and answer any of your questions you might have about adopting a greyhound. The Adoption Day is going to be, again, held on Sunday, October the 18th from 11am to 3pm at 298 Goulburn Valley Highway, Seymour. You can register your interest um, in the Adoption Day by visiting GAP's website at gap.grv.org.au.
0: Now we've come to the end of the show, Kate. (laughs) wow. It's just flown by. It has. <laughs> now, just a reminder In this week's Pet of the Week, it was the lovely Violet the Staffy Cross. Her animal ID is 997047, and she is available at our North Melbourne shelter at 2 Gracie Street, North Melbourne. Now, Kate, thank you for very much for coming That's in today. Right. I'd also like to say yeah. thank you to Jackie
2: Raymond for joining us too to talk about assistance dog or to talk about her two dogs, Ruby mm. and Archie. Uh, Jackie's a consultant speech pathologist, and if you want to get in contact with Jackie at Communicate for Life, Life. you'll find her
0: at info at communicate for life or one word, dot net. and also a big thank you as well to richard lord the ceo from assistance dogs australia for coming in today thanks sam don't forget thanks. to walk your dogs and <laughs> pat your cats this is cats allowed on joy
1: 94.9 pets allowed brought to you by the lost dogs home on joy 94.9